Welcome, I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you're created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you to the show today. First and foremost, I want to say happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I hope you enjoy it with your families and remember what the actual holiday is about beyond the burgers and the, the sodas and the sun. Uh, remember those who fell for this country uh, and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Some of those are brothers of mine uh, in, in, in arms. Uh, so I serve with uh, some men that are no longer with us. So just remember what this day is about, this weekend is about, and just the blessings that we have to live in this country. So, uh, of course, today we're going to be talking about uh, gut health. We're going to be diving into the microbiome. We're going to be diving into what gut health is, how to address it, how to remove triggers that actually affect it negatively, and what things you can do right now to get your gut health in order. So, uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can call our office at 937 552 7364. You can also text that number once again, 937 552 7364. You can also look us up on Facebook uh, by searching Full Life Chiropractic. You can look for us also on Instagram as well, Full Life Chiropractic. You can also find us, um, you know, literally in any other form, uh, Spotify, podcast, via iTunes. You can find this show, any other shows we've done in the past. Uh, you can find us anywhere. Um, just search and you will find uh, our office and, and information regarding it if you are interested. So, Again, uh, I am Dr. Juan Fernandez. This is Living the Full Life radio show, and I want to welcome you. And before I get started, I always like to go back uh, to my heart. Why it is that I do what I do? Of course, we are um, just here to serve in whatever capacity each other. So whether you build houses, you're you know clean up, uh, you know clean up cars, or you you deliver babies at the hospital, whatever it is, your purpose is here to serve another person because obviously self-serving is not going to get you very far in life. So uh, the way I serve my community is by educating people about where true health and healing come from and uh, and allowing them and approaching them and and, and allowing them to expand their minds as to what they can do uh, with health care naturally so they can obviously have a better, healthier version of life that they desire and they want. So I do that because I am pretty... Pretty passionate about helping people, no different than that, you know, the way my mom was helped. Um, and unfortunately, my mom first fell ill to a disease known as cancer, breast cancer specifically for her. When she got this diagnosis, of course, she was devastated. She called me. I was devastated. I, of course, didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to do, but she knew what she was not doing. She said, son, I'm not doing chemotherapy and radiation and, of course, that my heart sunk because I'm like, I have no idea what else to do. But at that moment, I said, you know what? We're going to allow ourselves to think differently about health and see what else there is to do to support your body while you live the last days of your life here on Earth. And, Mom, um, let's, let's see what's going on. And let's start with, with the system that controls all systems, and that's the central nervous system, the brain, the spinal cord. And that's what I was learning at the time being in chiropractic school. I'm like, you know. I know God put an amazing power in your brain, mom. So let's make your brain, let's make sure your brain and your body are communicating at 100%, so it can function and heal at 100%. So let's get your spine checked. We did. Then realized immediately that she had lost 100% of the curve in her neck. You are supposed to have a 45 degree angle. When we saw my mom's X-ray, we saw that she had lost 100% of it. She had zero degrees out of 45, which is not normal. Then from front to back, you are supposed to be completely straight. Well, from T1 through T7, the mid upper back area 
Uh, my mom had a bend in her spine going off to the side. Uh, of course, when I saw that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, that was causing some of her problems. Uh, because for years, really decades, my mom always struggled with upper back pain, neck pain, headaches, and chronic sinus infections. And every single time she went to the doctor, she always got the same answer many of you get, which is medication. So when you know when I saw that, I asked my mom finally, like, why are you doing things differently now? She says, son, simple. I finally realized that I can die, and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. And those four children, four, those grandchildren, four of them are my children. Um, you know, Eden, who is nine years old, about to be 10, uh, Eve, who is seven, about to be eight, John luke who just turned five, and Ellery, who will be two years old here very shortly. So my mom took responsibility for her health in an unorthodox way to afford my kids, nieces, and nephews the opportunity of having a grandma in the future. And because of that, I am thankful, happy, and blessed to report that my mom is still alive today, literally nine years post-diagnosis, even though her doctors told her you're going to be dead in six months if you don't follow our treatment. So she took responsibility for her health. My question I always ask everybody is, who is responsible for your health? Everybody knows the answer. You are responsible for your health. And the promise in our country, we do different things like go to doctors, we go to you know pharmacies and get medications. And of course, it all has its place in time when needed in case something crazy happens, right? But that should not be the first approach at actually achieving health. You should be preventing yourself from creating disease. You should be addressing any health issues naturally, um, if it's feasible, before cutting things open or putting drugs in your body that are going to affect your body negatively. So, you know, at that, at literally, I, I think that it's very important that you figure out a way to take charge of your health naturally so you don't end up a statistic like my mom did. So, you know, for, for me, the topic that I'm going to talk about today is important because uh, did you know, did you know that uh, 80% of women that suffer from breast cancer have a history of gut health issues, uh, more, more actually likely than not a history of constipation? This according to all the research out there when it comes to women's uh, breast health. And, of course, I did a, a ton of research on that as I have three daughters and my mom has breast cancer. So, clearly, there is a genetic factor that could be passed on, right? But after reading and understanding that the environmental, environmental factors are way more uh, determinant than the genetic factors, I realized that, obviously, you have to start dressing the body specifically things that control your immune system. And this is exactly why I'm talking about the gut today because the gut, I know I do a prep maybe one or two shows a year about the gut and gut health and how important it is and the microbiome and how you destroy gut health, how you heal gut health and all those things, right? So I'm going to just dive into talking about what, you know, the gut is, what the microbiome is and how it affects you and it affects your health, overall health, your immune system, your immune system function, how easily you get sick from a cold, flu, viruses, etc., or how quickly you recover, or how some of you never get sick, right? Um, so uh, we're going to be diving into all those things because it is important to understand how important of a role the actual gut plays in your overall health. So first, I'm going to start by describing the gut. When I talk about the gut, let's just start at you know the very, very beginning. Like, what are we talking about when you talk about the gut? Dr. Juan, what do you what do you mean by the gut? So the gut is basically all components that compose your digestive tract. So your mouth, your tongue, your esophagus, your stomach, your small intestine, your large intestine, anus, all the way out into obviously the 
the fecal matters deposited into the toilet or et cetera, right? So that is the gut, right? The gut itself, though, the part that most people really refer to when they say the gut, you're talking about the uh, parts of the, you know, small intestine, I mean, the small intestines, large intestine, and definitely, obviously, all the components, uh, and not to mention, obviously, the, the gallbladder, the liver, the, you know, pancreas, et cetera. All those things matter as well. So I want to make sure that you understand the gut. But when we're talking about the gut from here on out today, I'm going to be really focusing on the small and large intestine and the gut microbiome or the actual family of bacteria that live inside of your gut that allow you to break down the foods that you take in and also allow you to um, you know, absorb those nutrients properly and it also creates an environment that's friendly to the foods you're eating and to the good bacteria. So we're going to be diving into that. So the, the gut, why is it so important? Well, a really smart man a long time ago, Hippocrates, said look to the gut, uh, right, because the, the gut literally dictates your health. So he said it way more eloquently, right, but basically paraphrasing what he said, the gut is this, the, the beginning of all disease processes, right? Uh, he also said, look well to the spine for the causes of disease because he understood the central nervous system and the gut have such a strong role in somebody being healthy, which is why we address both of those things in my practice. So in my practice, we literally look at the central nervous system in the form of chiropractic and looking at the spinal alignment because if you're misaligned, the nerves that are going to your gut or your heart, et cetera, could be interfered with, not allowing your body to function effectively and heal at 100%. But beyond the central nervous system, the gut is definitely very important because literally there is a lot of bacteria that are good and some bacteria that are bad that are in there that as long as they're in the correct balance, things are good. But when they are out of balance, that creates a tremendous amount of issues uh, for people. So let's dive into what the microbiome is, right? The microbiome is basically an internal ecosystem uh, of bacteria that is within our bodies and literally is a community of these microbes. The vast majority of these actual bacteria uh, are species that are in our digestive tract and they are actually friendly and, and they help us. Essentially, they help break down foods for us to you know, digest those foods better. They also use that food for them to digest and be able to, you know, obviously stay alive. And some of the byproducts that they create are very, very good for our gut lining. So the, the healing of the gut lining, and a, a lot of you have heard of the terminology leaky gut and all these different things. Uh, a lot of people don't even know what that means, but leaky gut is just the, 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 the integrity of the actual gut lining has been compromised to the point in where the food particles can pass through very small, actual, uh, almost like pinhole um, perforations that that allow that food to go from the inside of the gut into the body, and then that creates a chance, an opportunity for actual uh, autoimmune issues to develop. So definitely something that um, I would say needs to be addressed, especially if you're somebody who suffers from actual you know, autoimmune issues, it would be very, very prudent of you to look into gut health because if your gut health is off, your gut health is off, you're definitely going to have more likely than not a higher likelihood of having, um, you know, uh, autoimmune issues. So, you know, thyroiditis and, you know, um, you know, uh, eczema and rheumatoid arthritis and all these different actual autoimmune issues. So the microbiome is absolutely important 
inside of the gut. But did you know that you have a microbiome in your mouth? You have, you have an actual uh, a bacteria, um, a bacteria family that resides in your mouth, also on your skin. So whenever these microbiomes are actually challenged or and or affected negatively, that causes a lot of issues for that area, whether it's the mouth, the gut, the skin, all those organs could be effective and negatively impacted by the lack of proper balance between the good and the bad bacteria that are supposed to be on in, in whatever body part it is, whether it's the gut, the, the, the skin, or the mouth, right? So those are just examples of the microbiome and what it is and how it affects your gut health. So I do have to take a quick break here. You're listening to Linda Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. Always, I want to remind you, um, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937 552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to our team members or leave a voicemail. Obviously, it's a holiday weekend. Uh, Or or also, you can text that number, and that number is 937-552-7364. And you can text whether it's, hey, you know, I want gut health information. I want to make a new patient appointment. If you're listening to the show and you make an appointment from the show and any other shows we've done in the past, it is a discounted rate. Instead of $130 for the initial examination and x-rays, it's actually discounted down to just $52. So if you're interested in getting to the root cause of your problems, by all means, reach out. Again, that number is 937-552-7364. So on the previous segment, I was talking about um, the gut microbiome and gut health. And, you know, very important that you understand that is very crucial for your gut to be healthy in order for you to be healthy. So one of those staggering statistics, if you want to think about this for a second, is that the human body is composed of over 70 trillion cells, which is a lot, right? And if you even then look deeper, uh, scientists and research have shown that there is 10 times more, 10 times that amount of actual microbes, good and bad bacteria, in our, our body, on or in, in our body, right? Then there are human cells. So, like, literally 76 trillion, uh, let's say, 10 times that is the amount of gut. Uh, actual bacteria microbiome that we have, right? And then one of the things is that these microbiome bacteria um, have to be gut-friendly. They have to be friendly to your gut. If not, they can cause things such as inflammation. And that inflammation can then lead to diseases such as ulcerative colitis, uh, Crohn's disease, etc. Not that those diseases are created by those bacteria, but when those diseases exist, they actually get exacerbated or made worse by the actual bacteria, especially the bacteria are not friendly, right? If the bacteria are not friendly, it causes a detriment. So the example I always like to use is that some people will say, well, I think I have gut issues. I'm going to go ahead and just take a actual, um, you know, I'll take a probiotic and see what happens, right? So people will take a probiotic, unbeknownst to them, they have a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, so SIBO or SIBO, however you want to pronounce it, right? 
Cybo, it basically says that the small in, the small intestine shouldn't have as much bacteria as the large intestine. So there could be an overgrowth of that bacteria. And what happens is that then you take a probiotic, and instead of making you better or having a good side effect, like, hey, yeah, my bowel movement was better, I'm not as bloated, I'm not as, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you actually end up having worse symptoms. And that's a dead indication that if you take a probiotic, you probably have SIBO, right? So these are the things that people are not aware of when it comes to gut health. So it's very important that you understand that if your microbiome is off and you have bad bacteria that are reigning champs inside of your gut, you're going to have issues. Furthermore, the crazier part is this. Research shows that those bad bacteria can trigger the cells inside of your gut lining. By the way, those gut cells are considered the second brain. Those gut cells, that's when you get the gut feeling like, oh, I get a bad gut feeling, a good gut feeling about this. Those nerves go directly to your brain and actually trigger you to have cravings of things that those bacteria want. So, example, the bad bacteria like going rampant and they want sugar, they want gluten, they want all the bad stuff. They'll make your body crave that. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. You're almost like not necessarily possessed, but literally like you're being controlled by another organism, which is the bad bacteria trying to tell your body how to consume foods to benefit them. So I do have to take another quick break here. You're listening to Living Full Life on 1290, 95.7 of the HIO, the Angels of Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the full. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option two and leave a voicemail as it is the holiday weekend. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. And then also, you can text that number at 937-552-7364. Uh, You can text new patient, you can text gut health, you can text dinner. Uh, Our next dinner coming up, every single month we do a dinner with the doc at Basil's in Troy. Next dinner is June 5th. June 5th is a Monday evening at 6.30 p.m. at Basil's. So if you want to come to the dinner, you can come by yourself. You can bring up to four friends uh, and listen to what we have to say about health. So basically, um, if you've been approaching health or trying to, and you keep hitting like this dead stop wall and you don't know what else to do, what else you can do naturally to prevent yourself from having to take drugs or get surgery, then you can certainly actually come to the dinner, find out what we do. And if it makes sense to you, you can actually make an appointment. If not, then you leave there with a belly full of good food. And then hopefully remember us if you ever need something in the future. So the dinner, once again, is coming up on June 5th at 6.30 p.m. at Basil's in Troy. It is a free event. You come listen, learn. If it applies to you, you make the decision at that time. So uh, welcome back for those of you who are joining us. Um, uh, We've been talking about gut health, uh, gut microbiome, and I'm going to give a couple of tips of what you can eliminate to prevent your gut from becoming unhealthy and actually reverse it and allow your gut to be healthy because the healthier gut, the healthier you. Right. So uh, also just big shout out, um, you know, right now, I just want to take a pause for a second and just, you know, uh, lift up in prayer all those families right now that are mourning, um, you know, for the loss of their loved ones, especially in combat operations for this great country that we serve and we live in. So as a current still military member, I'm in the Army Reserve still, and I, I just love 
serving my country and, you know, putting on the uniform just gives me a great sense of pride and just uh, something that I've done since I was 17 years old. Uh, I just want to just big shout out to those families. I know um, every year I, I post a picture, uh, a slide with all the friends that I've served with overseas uh, that went went home too soon to the Lord. And uh, just my heart breaks for those families, friends, kids that are left behind. So, um, you know, unfortunately this year I have to add a couple more pictures of uh, fellow, fellow battle buddies that I served with overseas that are no longer with us uh, because of complications from combat um, that, that have literally have taken their lives. So I uh, just want to just take a moment here for those of you who are mourning, uh, the lost loved ones in, in actual military service members. That's what this actual holiday is about. So just take a moment and just think about those people, pray for those people. Uh, and I just pray just for comfort for all those who are still left behind without their kids, you know, grandkids or husbands or wives that were lost in, you know, in service to this great country and then just uplift you guys and that uplift you guys. And this is what this day is about this weekend, uh, obviously Memorial day weekend. So, um, just, just remember, um, in order for us to be free, somebody has to sometimes, unfortunately fight for it. And uh, I'm just so honored and thankful to been able to do that for our country, even though it's not the prettiest, the best thing in the world, obviously it's uh, unfortunately one of those things that has to happen from time to time. So without, without further ado, obviously just, you know, just a big shout out to those families and those people. So, uh, back on topic now though, um, talking about the gut, uh, and just how important it is. So obviously the gut microbiome, if, if it's healthy, it, then you're healthy. And the way to just ensure that you're maintaining the health is by making sure you're not doing things that are going to be detrimental to the good bacteria. So as long as there's good enough bacteria, a good amount of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria are kind of kept at bay. So like when there's a lot of good people, like let's say a classroom, right, in school, uh, we were all, we can all relate for the most part, right? Because most of us, all of us went to school unless you were homeschooled. But unless a classroom in school, uh, the actual the the energy of the classroom is going to be affected by how good or not so good the kids are. And I mean, once again, there's kids with bad behaviors. I don't believe there's any bad kids because uh, I would have been considered a bad kid from time to time when I was in school because I was talking and passing notes and acting like a jerk and all of those things, right? But there's bad behavior, right? So let's talk about some of the good behavior kids and the bad behavior kids, right? When there's more good behavior kids in a classroom, the teacher – can actually take care of the bad behavior kids and kind of keep them in check, right? So it's not disrupting the class, et cetera, et cetera, right? But now if you got one or two in a classroom of 20, uh, one or two bad behavior children, obviously that's kept at bay a lot easier than if it was 50-50. If there's 50-50, like 50% of the kids were bad behavior, 50% of the other kids were good behavior, there's going to be a lot of chaos, right? So now furthermore, let's say that there is actually – more bad behavior kids than good behavior kids, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be no control. And this is exactly what happens in your gut when you have bad behavior bacteria, right, versus good behavior bacteria according to your gut. Because if that bacteria was not in your body, it wouldn't be good or bad. It would be just like, oh, this is a bacteria that's out there. It's not inside of me. I don't really care, right? But if that bacteria is inside of your gut and it's not very favorable to your gut and the actual uh, environment that's being created in your gut, then obviously that would be a detriment. That would be an issue. So for that reason, the you know the bad behavior bacteria or bad bacteria, right for short, 
because uh, we're no longer talking about kids, right? Um, bad bacteria. Those bad bacteria are going to create chaos. So what does chaos look like? Chaos looks like digestive issues, right? Bloating. So if you eat a meal and you eat, especially gluten, like you get like pain or you get discomfort, uh, you're going to the bathroom, your bathroom habits are not very good. You're constipated one day, you have diarrhea, loose stool, uh, the, the, the fecal matter smells very foul, right? There's putrefaction, you're burping, right? All those things are signs that there is chaos, right? So if there's chaos, one of the easiest ways to fix that chaos is by stop insulting the gut. So I'm going to keep the classroom analogy, right? So let's say that the actual environment, the classroom is hot, um, you know, is very tyrannical. Like, so the teacher just yells at everybody for no, you know, apparent reason, you know, it's almost unjustified in the sense that like, you know, somebody does something, even a good behavior kid does something. And then the teacher just kind of not, not necessarily fly off the handle, but just responds a lot, like a couple of notches about that is needed. Right. Let's say that the kids did not eat a uh, good, you know, uh, morning breakfast or, you know, didn't get their homework done, all these different things. Right. So if the environment is conducive to bad behavior kids doing, you know, stupid stuff like passing notes and talking, listen to music, not paying attention, sleeping, whatever, right? Then the environment is going to cause those bad behavior kids or bacteria, right? And talking in the gut example, the bad, bad bacteria is going to cause them to actually like get excited and do more things, right? Just imagine you have a, you have a group of kids, the room is 50-50, right? The room is 50-50, good behavior kids versus bad behavior kids, right? The bad behavior kids then literally, if you walk in there and you don't care, you're not telling, you know, if you're the teacher, you're not telling them, hey, please keep it quiet, do your work. And they just start, you know, they start with talking, then bickering, then throwing papers, and then, you know, fighting, carrying on, you know, cutting up, whatever it is, right? You've lost control because literally the bad behavior kids are doing whatever they want, right? But. So that's the environment and how you're affecting the environment by your presence and the, the things you put in play. But now if we take that analogy and we take it to the gut, the way that you in the classroom by not, you know, obviously telling the kids to be quiet and, and, and establishing order, the, that's creating that chaos. The way you create chaos in your gut is by introducing foods and items that are actually detrimental to that environment. So you could have a 50-50 split a good versus bad bacteria, which is not ideal. You want more good bacteria than bad bacteria, right? But if you have like, let's say a 50-50 split and you're kind of like middle of the road, you don't really notice anything. But if you eat something bad, then you notice like, man, I'm having issues and my stool is not normal and this is not normal and whatever's not normal, right? That means that you walked in as a teacher and said, hey, by the way, bad behavior kids, I love you just as much as I love the other guys. You guys do whatever you want. I'm going to try to teach all of you while you guys are yelling, cutting up, fighting, drinking, you know, pop and throwing, throwing gum on the ground, whatever the case is. Right. So that's essentially what you're doing when you introduce things like inflammatory foods into your diet. You introduce things like gluten. So some of the things that I'm going to go over right now, some of you are going to cringe because these are the things that bring comfort and the things that taste good, the things that are really, really yummy. Right. So, Things like the things that promote inflammation in the gut, which, by the way, inflammation, right? Inflammation in the gut is equivalent to now not only the teacher not caring about the bad behavior kids cutting up, now a couple more kids coming in also that are not, not best behaved. And once again, there's no bad kids, just bad behavior 
because I used to be one of those kids that had bad behavior and then eventually changed it around. And if I were set in a classroom right now, I'd be considered a good behavior kid, right? So literally, well, the things that are inflaming that situation is things in your gut, such as refined vegetable oils, right? Things like canola oil, corn and soybean oil, right? These are high pro-inflammatory actual oils that are very rich in omega-6 fatty acids, which... Once again, omega-6 fatty acids are not bad for you. However, they are bad when you have too much of those in your body, right? Another one, uh, pasteurized dairy products. Pasteurized, obviously, pasteurization, changing the protein molecule shape. Your body cannot recognize it, causes a ton of issues such as you know allergies, etc. So definitely another one of those inflammatory things you can put in your body to create uh, chaotic classroom per se. Refined carbohydrates and f- processed grain products, right? Refined carbohydrates, right? They take the grain, they remove the husk, the wheat germ, and then they take just the endosperm, which is mostly starch. They grind that up and they make flour. They make different things. You consume that. Those refined carbohydrates is the foods that the bad behavior bacteria want. So in the classroom analogy, it's equivalent to somebody walking in and saying, hey, by the way, we know you guys are hyper. We're going to give you energy drinks, and we're going to give you basically anything that would make kids more hyper and obviously more uh, you know, eccentric and louder and just more, more rambunctious, right? So that's the same as that concept by introducing refined carbohydrates into your gut when you have an imbalance in that gut microbiome. Conventional meat, poultry, and eggs, right? Why? Because they are high in omega-6s. Why is conventional the term? When you raise a cow to eat grain, that is not a conventional diet for that cow. The conventional diet for a cow is grass. Obviously, grass and hay and all that other stuff, right? All that stuff, what it does, though, it makes the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio balance. When that actual ratio is balanced there is less inflammatory agents such as high omega-3 level omega-6 levels excuse me in the actual meat therefore it reduces inflammation in your body so you want to consume organic grass-fed meats or meats that are fed animals that are fed their natural diet because their natural diet will then naturally balance out the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio if you're eating conventional meat, example, conventional steak, that is, you know, obviously fed grain, then what happens is that that grain causes a higher level omega-6s in that meat. So when you eat it, you then consume those omega-6, um, you know, fatty acids. And then guess what happens now? Boom. Now you are pro-inflammatory, creating a more of a crazier environment for your gut. Lastly, added sugars, right? So a lot of foods have just natural sugars that occur, which is awesome, like a fruit. That's great, right? But when you add sugars to meals or foods, items like cereals, snacks, etc., you're then not only adding the refined carbohydrates, you're adding sugars that, once again, is another excitatory item that the bad bacteria love, and they actually act crazier, therefore creating more chaos in your gut. So I do have to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on Instagram as well, Full Life Chiropractic. You can also find us by uh, calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to one of our team members or leave a voicemail as we are out for the holidays. Or you can simply text that number. Once again, that number is 937-552-7364. And you can text anything uh, from, hey, new patient appointment. Once again, if you call from the show, you do get a discount to your initial examination and x-rays that are needed, um, necessary for your case. And that is a $130 value, discounted down to just $52. Also, if you want to come to our upcoming dinner as well, you can text the word DINNER to 937-552-7364. And again, the dinner is just an opportunity for you to come listen, get to kind of break the ice, meet me as a doctor and see if it's something that, uh, that what I'm, what I'm saying, if it's something that makes sense to you and you want to do something different about your health, you can do so naturally, uh, by obviously pursuing care in our practice. But once again, it's a good, easy, safe space for you to ask questions, understand who we are, what we do, and hear our heart as to how we why and how we serve the community in the capacity we do. So, uh, of course, I uh, want to finish up here talking about gut health, microbiome, and the things you can do. So, of course, I told you already, like, some of the things that actually trigger your gut to not be healthy. Other things, you know, obviously refined carbohydrates, sugars, you know, um, non, non I mean, conventionally raised meats or non-organic meats, right? But other things that do affect your gut as well are things such as antibiotic medications uh, and other medications, right? Pesticides as well, processed foods, and also I'm sure you probably get this one, stress and anxiety. Stress and anxiety definitely affects your gut negatively because it there's a two-way pathway between the brain and the gut as a gut-brain axis, and there's a very strong correlation between those two. So if you are stressed out, that affects your gut, and obviously anybody that has gut issues, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease that I've seen in the past as patients typically have a nervous gut and then they're naturally just nervous or anxiety or stressed people. Anyways, environmental toxins, another one, obviously pretty obvious things that are toxic are not good for you because if you took a ton of them, it would obviously kill you. So it's not a good thing, right? So household cleaners, heavy metals, these things actually make a change in the gut microbiome by affecting the good bacteria, kind of like hushing those good behavior kids in the classroom and giving like a megaphone to the bad behavior kids in the classroom, right? Again, there's no bad kids. It's just kids with bad behavior that needs to be corrected. Again, I would have been one of those bad behavior kids when I was a kid uh, because of my surroundings and my upbringing and the uh, uh, unfortunate, <laughs> terrible, unstable household that I grew up in as a child. So lastly, sedentary lifestyle and also lack of sleep or poor sleep can cause dysbiosis as well. So definitely causing a abnormal balance of the gut, the good and bad bacteria. So in the last couple of uh, minutes that I have, or last minute or so that I have here, what can you do that's actually positive for your gut? So eat anti-inflammatory foods such as fresh vegetables, right? Fresh. Why? Good bacteria love eating the cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli, actual cauliflower, etc. Whole fruit, not just juice, because of the fiber content. Urban spices, probiotics, wild-caught fish, cage-free eggs, grass-fed butter, uh, and also grass-fed meat as well. And then also healthy fats, such as coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, 
and things as such as well. So I am out of time. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in today, listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, the Institute of Talk, the power's on. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.